Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Friday, TGIF, as uh, August the 5th. Got birthdays today. Want to tell if my sister might be happening to listen in. It's her birthday today, and tomorrow's my brother. So uh, happy birthday to both of y'all. Anyway, in the meantime, football Jeff's in the air as the Hall of Fame game kicked off last night and kind of a pretentious game. <laughs> Basically, the Raiders uh, take down the Jaguars by a score of 27-11. The only notable thing I noticed was uh, the former Breaker quarterback, Kyle Sloter, uh, uh, was in the game uh, for the majority of the time. So for, uh, I want to say, Jacksonville. And it, I, I don't even think Carr played in that game last night, did he? I don't know. I didn't watch it. Uh, didn't have a okay. ton of uh, interest in it. But uh, I did uh, see where uh, Trayvon Walker uh, had a good game. Uh, yeah. In one word, stole the show. But, uh, again, I did not watch it. Uh, I was so upset the way the Cubs lost uh, the first game against St. Louis yesterday. Uh, you know, they left Stroman in the game too long. Uh, I thought and, so, too. And he got hammered from the first pitch he threw to and the he, last pitch he what threw. What did he retire? The first eight or nine in a row, I um, think, in the game before somebody got a base hit. And uh, I, I really questioned David Ross uh, yeah. his decision-making. And then know. the second game. Yeah, uh, it wasn't even close. Yeah, the Cardinals jumped on him uh, uh, after, uh, I think, both the games – the Cubs let off the top of the first with home runs. Yeah. And, uh, of course, uh, if if Goldsmith's not the MVP in the National League. No unless he, he have a bad, a fantastic year. Yeah, if he have a bad August or September, possibly. But uh, right now, he's he's just uh, he's in a state of mind. Just uh, He's slapping everything all over the place, too. In the meantime. Uh, so, so, anyway, that kept me. I was. Oh, okay. I mean, that's one. Uh, exhibition football versus game baseball game i care about you know it's oh i hear you i, I, I hear you i know where i'm going there yeah i watched a little bit of the game last night uh like you said uh uh the, the young man from uh georgia that, yeah walker from georgia is that what yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, who was the number one draft choice wasn't he and i was just trying to look up some stats here uh, defensive stats here on uh walker and i'm uh, i'm looking i'm looking and i'm looking and uh I can't. Uh, here he is. Uh, but uh, wasn't he called for a penalty late in the game, late hit on the quarterback? Not late in the game, early in the game, a late hit on the quarterback, I do believe. So, uh, anyway, uh, ho-hum, uh, uh, football is underway. Of course, uh, Las Vegas, it's going to be hard. You know, I'm still calling them the Baltimore Colts. It's going to be hard for me not to call them <laughs> the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> you know, when you're stuck in your mind with Oakland, for so many years in Al Davis. Not, not only that, Las Vegas so new as a major sports city. Correct, you correct. Know, they, they've had the Golden Knights, uh, the hockey franchise for a few years now, but still you just don't think of Las Vegas as a major league city. Not, not only a major league city, but I always thought for years the NFL was just determined mm. not to spot a team there Absolutely. because of the gambling. Absolutely, I mean, and they made uh, it very well known. That's right. That is correct. And uh, now um, they, they just turned 180 on that. They have completely embraced gambling. Uh, they finally said, you know, if you can't beat them, join them. Yeah, you're right about that. Anyway, well, uh, in Saints news, uh, the little big man, Sam Mills, you know, uh, he's been uh, going to be inducted to the Hall of Fame. And I, I'm, I was trying to 
catch early in the broadcast of the football game. It looked like uh, they were uh, honoring the uh, the entrance into the Hall of Fame. They usually do at halftime or before the game. Yeah, last night it was a little bit before the game. They were just announcing them. Usually bring uh, them into the broadcast to those who are still living. And and I was trying to see. I missed that. I don't know if I stepped away from the set or maybe was glancing somewhere else. But I wonder who represented Sam Mills. Uh, I don't know if it was. uh, Oh, his oldest son. I'm just noticing this right now. Uh, uh, Marcus Mills, Sam's oldest son. who signed on with the Browns as an undrafted free agent out of tiny Montclair State, where Sam Mills made his uh, home uh, in college. The Browns cut him at the end of the training camp that fall, so the release participated in the chain event. So uh, Sam Mills' son uh, was representing him uh, to believe uh, his – man, just too late for that. Uh, Sam Mills, of course, passed on a few years back. After playing, what, two or three years with the Carolina Panthers. And I think he had his number retired with the Panthers, too. I, I believe so, yeah. And uh, Sam Mills, what what more can you say? Uh, uh, just uh, uh, the field mouse, as he was noted <laughs> in New Orleans at 5'9", about 220 pounds. Uh, he just had a nose for the football. And uh, Coach Jim Morris saw that uh, playing the uh, in the USFL back in the 80s. And uh, when he got the New Orleans Saints job, more never forget the sight of five nine Sam Mills stepping into the huddle for the first time and looking at those six four and five defensive linemen on the team. No, he, he reminded me a lot. You know, I, coming from Chicago at at the tail end of Mike Singletary's career as a linebacker, and then uh, in the last few years uh, when I moved to Louisiana, Sam Mills reminded me so much of Singletary in that they weren't the biggest guys, but tenacious yeah you're right and uh you know but nick bonacani had that same you know bonacani wasn't a big linebacker he was probably in the 510 511 uh for the uh dolphins team back in the late 60s early 70s and uh but mills went on to a 12-year career with the saints and panthers made 1300 tackles the name to the pro bowl five times during his 18-year head coaching career uh Tenure Moore coached three Pro Bowl Hall of Famers and led to three different uh, teams at division championships. And uh, uh, he coached anyone that went any better than Sam Mills. So, uh, anyway, Mills, uh, of course, died of cancer in 2005 at the age of 45. And uh, just he had it all. What a, what a player. And was part of that. Of course, Ricky Jackson's in there now, along with Sam Mills at, of that four linebacking crew, the, Soul, the Dome Patrol. Uh, so, you wonder when Vaughn. And uh, Patrick Swilling, don't know about those two, but they were both pro bowlers and uh, at some time in their careers, uh, all pro players. So, oh, yeah. uh, and Mills, as we said, as I'm going to go, uh, the field miles. He was 5'9". They listed him at 225. I'm not so sure uh, he uh, weighed that, but uh, he just was one of the best players in the NFL, leader, star. You know, the only thing I regret, I wish he could have played on. Of course, he had been 45 years old to, or more to play on that Saints team that played in the Super Bowl. And he's just one of the best players in the league. Uh, and I, I didn't realize this. He was ninth of 11 children. I did not know that either. And uh, he just was a standout. And he was a standout wrestler in high school, too, in New Jersey. And That's where uh, his height helped him out. Oh, much, much so, you know. Oh and. Anyway, his hometown was uh, Neptune, New Jersey, and, of course, he started at Montclair State, eventually becoming a team captain, All-American, Little All-American, had 500 tackles in his college career, still a school record, 
and his glowing resume just continues. He was bypassed in the 81 draft, earned a tryout with the Browns, but was released during training camp by Sam Rotigliano and uh, went and played in Toronto for a year. And uh, just uh, Sam Mills, what can I say? Just uh, he, he was just everywhere on the field with the Saints and uh, signed a $22,000 a year contract, free agent contract with the Philadelphia Stars. Oh, excuse me, New Jersey Stars, and uh, then moved on to the Saints. He said he got that a five. Was Philadelphia Stars, wasn't it? Oh, the, it was was the New it Jersey the, Generals. Yeah, it, it was the Stars. Yeah, I'm yeah. thinking of the Liberty, but that was another team. So, uh, with the Stars, coached by Moore, future yeah, NFL yeah. head coach. That's right. He brought a few USFL players. He did. to New Orleans. He that he did too. Bobby uh, Haber. Yeah, yeah, from the Michigan. Uh, the the Panthers, I do believe, yep. uh, and uh, and he led the Stars to two USFL championship in a league that produced future Hall of Famers Reggie White, Steve Young, Jim Kelly, and the Stars were dominant uh, thanks to Mills' led defense. Uh, they nicknamed him originally. He was slamming Sam the doghouse defense. So when Jim Finks hired Moore to the Saints in '86, he brought Mills with him and became a fixture and a force with the middle of the Saints' three-four defense. So. And the Dome Patrol, uh, led by those four, and they were voted. I don't know the Pittsburgh faithful didn't think so, but uh, they were voted the number one linebacker core in the history of the game, too, at one time. So uh, all four of those guys were either all pro or pro bowlers uh, in different years. But I can remember one year, I think all four of them were in the pro bowl. Uh, I, I believe so. Year. I seem to think so. So uh, Sam Mills, hats off to him, uh, uh, Jeff. Just what a tremendous player in that regard. No doubt. Anyway. Again, induction ceremonies Saturday or Sunday? Uh, boy, you got me now. I, uh, I'm just uh, scrolling through this. Real and when quickly. the game was on Saturdays, it was always Sunday. That's but right. For some reason, I'm thinking uh, induction and, may be and, Saturday. And you might be right about that. Just pull it up the news uh, uh, just quickly looking at um, – don't see it off the top of my head. Uh, but uh, I'm sure if you watch any type of uh, uh, the Hall of Fame induction ceremonies will take place probably uh, this weekend sometime, whether it be uh, – I don't think it will be tonight. It's probably going to be Saturday if I had to guess. And, again, I'm just scrolling through uh, headlines here trying to see if I can find it, and I don't see anything right now in that regard. Apparently some uh, rough weather delayed the start of the game last night. Yeah, it was raining, drizzling, and um, – who was out there representing one of the other players uh, in that regard? His sister was walking for him, and I can't regard, remember who that was. Uh, but Cliff uh, Branch? It was. It was Cliff Branch, uh, the Hall of Famer, soon-to-be Hall of Famer from the Oakland Raiders. I, he, I remember he gave LSU trouble one night back in the early 70s. I think he returned a punt or a kickoff and uh, caught a long pass and uh, beat the Tigers when he was playing with Colorado. I think that was in the 71 season. Elsewhere, uh, in the Hall of Fame uh, induction Saturday, but weirdly at eleven o'clock in the uh, morning, a.m. Yeah, I guess noon Eastern. And there were six inductees. Is that correct? Uh, Usually seven. Yeah, if not, with, um, uh, with I, the, I think it's a set number. Like yeah, I think they, you they can't will have find any, a seventh. Yeah, even yeah. if one uh, isn't I think deserving. You're right about that. Yeah, you're right uh, about that too. Uh, so, in the meantime, uh, Sam Mills uh, Hall of Fame. Very much deserved. Should have been a lot earlier, in my opinion. So, uh, anyway, uh, elsewhere, uh, 
who knows what's going to take place? Uh, the Saints, uh, you saw where they chased off pen, uh, Penning yesterday out of, off the practice field Again? after three, yeah, three fights. No, that was the day before. Yeah, but he just, he's, uh, you think they got to get on him somewhere where they got but you hate to harness it because it's, it's a good thing, but let him go after you until the whistle blows. They, they I need to think they need to, uh, Get him treated for that. Uh, elsewhere in the Saints, uh, yesterday practices, uh, they uh, Matthew back on the field. Uh, I guess they start practice again this morning at 9 o'clock. So, uh, and I'm trying to recall the Saints play their first game next Saturday. Uh, Saturday? A week from tomorrow. Okay, next Saturday. And at so. Houston next Saturday, then the next Friday uh, at Green Bay, and then uh, the next Friday after that uh, at home against the Chargers. Yeah, it says here that Demario Davis, along with Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, are among the players Matthew mentioned uh, by name uh, who helped him deal with whatever he was dealing with. Uh, that's never been mentioned or come out a lot of times, especially with strong people. You kind of just let those people go through life, never never really show the support uh, that you don't consider. Uh, so Matthew said, so having the team support and the coach support allowed me to embrace that moment and embrace the support. Of course, never have heard what was maybe uh, uh, giving him, uh, I guess, a mindset, a thought process. Uh, not sure if it was family or him personally or what. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, Sam Mill, I mean, uh, uh, Tyron Matthew was uh, back at Saints practice and practicing with them. So, uh, other headlines, Jeff, anything? Uh, well, the Saints are reportedly expected to sign linebacker Kiko Alonso. Uh, it's been a while since he's played, uh, 2019. He suffered a torn ACL during that Saints uh, divisional round matchup against the Vikings in 2020. Not medically cleared to play uh, the next season. 49ers traded for uh, Alonzo in November of 2020, though. Released him after he was unable to pass a physical, but perhaps... Uh, Back with the Saints uh, this coming season. Yeah, and he was a fine player with the Saints. Started a few games for them and uh, did a good job. So hopefully he'll add to that. Of course, Kawan uh, Alexander signed with the Jets the other day, and uh, I was hoping maybe the Saints could find a little room for him somewhere on the team uh, in that regard. But uh, it wasn't meant to be, and uh, he has basically uh, moved on and uh, just – one of those things. Yeah, some quick thoughts and subjects here, Jeff. Our teams will be taking their storied rivalry overseas next year in the two games. I was going to say, uh, you can count on no Bayou sports uh, late next June because we're doing a road trip. You and I, hand in hand, uh, Cubs, Cardinals, uh, dogs and cats getting together. That's right. That's right. So uh, they'll be playing over in um, in London next June. Uh, Major League Baseball announced. I don't love the idea of these games in London. I think these two were supposed to do it in 2020, right? And I think you're COVID, right with the COVID. I think yeah. you're correct about that uh, in that regard. So uh, anyway, I also saw where a $7.25 million, uh, auction uh, shattered the record for the most expensive trading card ever. That's $7.25 million, a sale of a Hornus Wagner T206 card. Uh, it seems like a lot of Honus Wagner cards are popping up these days. Yeah, the former Pirate shortstop. Uh, just unbelievable. Uh, man, just wow. $7 million I, for, I, I remember for a card you probably could get for a, a, a bu- not even a bubble gum. Early, se- early to mid-70s when I was in the magazine like Baseball Digest and uh, things like that, 
uh, there were always ads, people looking for it. If you've got, uh, and that was always it, Honus Wagner. Uh, but all of a sudden, uh, they're, they're creeping up. Uh, and I hope, and I would imagine they can authenticate it in some way, but so easy these days to reproduce something. That's uh, right. You know, scan it and, you know, just find the right stock of paper to print it on. Uh, but, but again... Uh, you probably need an original to make a copy. That's but, right. Yeah. Other little uh, taglines. Uh, Roger Goodell has chosen chosen former New Jersey attorney uh, Peter C. Harvey to hear the appeal of the six-game suspension for Deshaun Watson. So that's our designatee, I guess. Uh, other news, transfer you. Florida with 89%, Minnesota with 84 the highest percentage of minutes played by transfers last season among major uh, college hoops uh, program. Of course, uh the man behind uh, Major League Baseball's biggest deals, uh, uh, of course, the Major League Baseball had a familiar face. Scott Boris, you know, he's out there with Juan Soto's trade. And I'm trying to remember what did, uh, what did, what did he do yesterday, Soto do yesterday. Any idea what he did? I think he, his first at bat, I think he walked. I, I, all I know is San Diego did not look good early on. Okay. That's what I know. Anyway, at and least they fell behind early. So uh, Soto will be a Padre for the next two and a half seasons. Soon thereafter, and not before then, he's expected to sign the richest contract in baseball history, uh, the Boris way. So uh, the big pitcher, Boris, made a career securing massive deals for his clients and engineering nine of the twenty-three major league baseball contracts that exceed two hundred million, including six that set records. Of course, Alex Rodriguez, uh, Prince Fielder, Max Scherzer, Bryce Harper, Steven Strasburg. Gary Cole, Anthony Rondon, uh, Corey Sager. Man, I mean, uh, Boris is the man. The Boris Corporation, they rule. And uh, was was it, it wasn't Jerry, with Jerry Maguire, wasn't it, uh, who was the other big uh, uh, agent in, in uh, sports? Uh, I don't think it was Boris, but Jerry Maguire was playing him, a younger guy uh, who made a lot of, I guess, uh, money for the uh, players and all, but Anyway, just one of those things. So, uh, Scott Boris, so I guess, you know, when you got a name and you draw the money, uh, the players that uh, are his, uh, you got to coddle those kids, too, I think. And the kid, there are kids, most of them under 30 years old. And uh, Scott Boris, not sure how old he is. I'm sure he's in his 50s or so. At least. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our first break this morning here on Bayou Sports. You're listening to Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Be there this Thursday for Southern Jack Productions. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for sports. No bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer now just $2. Imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, Quarter Tavern now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris where opportunities are created, not waited on. That's the Danos difference. I've been here for 23 years. 
the opportunity for advancement within Danos was pretty evident early on in my career. They give you a lot of tools and training in order to learn the oil field industry. It has been an excellent ride for me. Join the team that does it different at Danos.com. That's D-A-N-O-S dot com. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 1075. Uh, welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, uh, FM 1075 and AM 1240. Of course, the Dodgers, they're going to honor Vince Scully tonight in a ceremony before Friday night's game against the Padres. Hall of Fame broadcaster, of course, passed away uh, Tuesday at 94. He called the Brooklyn and Los Angeles Dodger games for 67 years, the longest tenured broadcaster in pro history. Uh, Scully uh, will com- be commemorated at uh, various locations around Dodger Stadium and behind the press box named for him. Uh, they got a big sign, I'll miss you, Banner, from his last game at Dodger Stadium in 2016. It's hard to believe he's already been out of uh, out of broadcasting for six years. Hard to. It seemed like it was just the other day he was doing games. In the lobby, a tribute to Scully will be added to the display case. Dodgers will wear a black patch featuring, featuring a microphone of the name Vin on their jerseys for the rest of the season. And the Scully family suggesting donations made to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation and Catholic Athletes for Christ. So, uh, anyway, Vin Scully, a longtime broadcaster, gone. Uh, today in sports history, uh, Jeff, on August the 5th, in 1921, KDKA in Pittsburgh presents the first radio broadcast of Major League Baseball as the Pirates beat the Phillies 8 nothing. Harold Harlan, the first play-by-play broadcaster in sports history. There you go. KDKA in Pittsburgh. What else is unique about KDKA? Uh, well, Only call letters that start with a K on that side of the Mississippi. That is a good point. That's right. W yeah. on the eastern side, yes. K on the western side, and KD, KA. When I think of KD and KA, I think of sorority and a fraternity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, 1936, Jesse Owens wins the 200 meters in world record time at 20.7 for his third gold medal. Uh, he probably wins his fourth one uh, with a 4x100 relay. 1948, the Indians set a club record for most double plays in a game with six in a 3-0 win over Washington. 
The record uh, is by the, set by the Yanks with uh, in 42, the Astros in 69, the Cubs in 18 with seven double plays in a game. Mm. In 63, Craig Breedlove sets a world land speed record, 407 miles an hour, uh, the sprint of America in the Bonneville Salt Flats in Utah. 69, Willie Stargell smashes the first and longest home run ever hit out of Dodger Stadium, an incomparable shot off of Alan Foster, 506 feet. But it was a day game. Yeah, I believe it was, too. In 78, uh, the Saints beat the Eagles 14-7 to in an exhibition game in Mexico. I think that was the first NFL game ever played in Mexico, Mexico City's Olympic Stadium. I remember Wes Chandler running back a punt in that game. I think his first year with the Saints. In 1979, Willie Mays, Warren Giles, Hack Wilson inducted into baseball's Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Of course, uh, three notable uh, players. Of course, Warren Giles, president of the National League for many years. In 1984, John Benoit, John ben, Benoit, it's not Benoit, wins the first Olympic marathon uh, ahead of Greta Weitz of Norway in the uh, Los Angeles Games. In 84, super hurdler Edwin Moses, check this out, and wins the 400-meter hurdles to the gold medal in the Los Angeles Olympics. His 105th consecutive race victory. Hadn't lost in 105 mm. races in the 400 meters. 1991, Sergey Bubka, the Olympic uh, pole vault, uh, sets a world record at 20 feet, one hundredth of an inch. Of course, we all know who holds that record now as uh, Mr. DePlantis uh, over in, from Lafayette uh, up in Sweden. I think he's at 20 feet, four inches and a half. Mm. In 1999, Mark McGuire becomes only the 16th major leaguer to reach 500 home runs. 2001, the Indians tie a major league record by erasing a 12-run Seattle lead to win 15-14 and also preventing the Mariners from reaching 117 wow. uh, wins in that year, which they ended up losing to the Yankees after 9-11, who lost to Arizona in the World Series. 2006, Warren Moon becomes the first black quarterback to be inducted into Pro Football Hall of Fame in Canton, joining Troy Aikman, John Madden, Raphael Wright, Harry Carson, and Reggie White. Great group there. 2012, Jamaican sprinter Usain Bolt wins 100 meters at the London Olympics, 9.63, besting the record he set in the 08 Olympics. Of course, he holds the world record at 9.58. 2013, Major League Baseball bans Yankee infielder Alex Rodriguez. A lot of people forgot about that. For 211 games because of the uh, HGH, the biogenesis laboratory scandal. Birthdays today, who can forget this one? 1937, Herb Brooks, American ice hockey coach who coached that Olympic gold team, Miracle on Ice, in 1980. Born in St. Paul, Minnesota. Of course, uh, uh, her passed away in 2003. 1962, Patrick Ewing, the Jamaican-American NBA center and Olympic gold 92, born in King- Kingston, Jamaica. And the quote of the day, uh, Jeff, Ted Williams said they invented the all-star game for Willie Mays. And I can remember <laughs> Willie Mays, he'd always wear a small hat. So when he runs second base, the hat comes flying on off. And he was involved in all-star game victories for the National League. I can remember in 64, walking, stealing second, coming around on a base hit by McCovey. And then Johnny Callison, 3-1 home run, wins it for the um, Nationals. And then in 1968, he plays in the game, leads off. I can't remember whoever won the pennant. I guess Red Shane Deese was leading him off in the uh, all-star game. And gets on base. I don't know if he singled or walked. So second and came around uh, on an infield on a fly ball. And the final score in the game was one nothing. Mm. Willie Mays scores the only run of the game as the Nationals beat the uh, Americans in the '68 game. So uh, 
that's about it. Any other headlines? Did you question who won the pennant that year? Yeah, I had to think for a moment. Come on. Yeah, they beat uh, who? The Red Sox in the World Series in 67. No, Detroit. Well, they lost to lost Detroit. Lost to Detroit, beat uh, Boston the year before. Correct. But I'm saying the 68 All-Star game, uh, the World Series hadn't played in 68 yet. So Mays scored the winning run. Gotcha. And the only run in the game. And I think it was played in Houston, if my memory serves me right. That all-star game. Willie Mays scores the only run. Anyway, any other headlines or head? Uh, Not necessarily. Sports stories I mean, right now. Obviously, uh, you know, Shannon Sharp thinks the NFL is going to talk to Aaron Rodgers after revealing oh, uh, wow. his usage of psychedelic drugs. Um, I wonder if it was LSD. Uh, Tony Busby uh, <laughs> talking about Deshaun Watson's six-game suspension. Not even a slap on the wrist. And he's right in large part. Um, and again, as you mentioned, the former attorney general from New Jersey going to be uh, the arbiter yeah. now for the NFL on that uh, little league college, little league college world series, little league world series about to uh, begin. Up uh, in Williamsport, so, so folks can uh, look forward to that. It must be the regionals though, because normally we see the regionals get a lot of publicity, and I haven't seen uh, that yet. So. I'm guessing that's uh, what's uh, about to kick off. But uh, Clayton Kershaw exited the game uh, with the Giants yesterday, uh, back injury. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that affects his uh, rest of the season. And Shohei Otani, a couple of home runs. Angels tie a record with seven home runs but lose to the A's. And they're all solo shots. All seven are solo shots. Of course, they lose eight to seven with seven home runs. Uh, what more can you say? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I really thought that the Angels would dangle him out there, but I guess they didn't get enough uh, in what they thought he was worth. But uh, you know, we'll see what happens when his contract comes due. No doubt. Big thanks to uh, the Bayou Sports sponsors. Our show brought to you in part by Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, the Quarter Tavern, L.A. Classic Roofing, Schwing Insurance, and the Headache and Pain Center. News coming up after a short break, and then Lee Kane, the Breakfast Club. Stay with us. News uh, coming up brought to us by David Funeral Homes. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high?